This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And as always, let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from the greatest Great Dane, who says, Am I the a-hole for prioritizing my son's dog? over my wife's pregnancy. When my son, 14, was eight, we got a dog. He's half Great Dane and half some dog my friend's dog met during an unauthorized absence. My son loves this dog and does all the care for him, except vet stuff, and is a very responsible dog owner. This dog is pretty much his best friend. My wife is 12 weeks pregnant and ever since we confirmed the pregnancy, she's been acting weird around the dog. She avoids him, put her hands over her stomach when he is around and jolts whenever he makes a noise. Today, she told me she wants to rehome the dog. I asked her what she was talking about. She says she's been having anxiety that he will jump on her. This is completely unreasonable. He doesn't jump on people. We trained him not to jump on people or run into people very young because he is half Great Dane and I felt this was important for all dogs, but especially one who could possibly grow to such a large size which he did. There is no reason for her to think the dog will jump on her. She said that there is no way to know for sure that the dog won't jump on her, and if he does, our baby could be hurt. This dog has never so much as growled at her. She said even if the dog doesn't jump on her, her anxiety about it is bad for her health. She said she needs the dog elsewhere for her safety and the babies. I told her there is no way. My son got this dog right after he lost his mum and imprinted on him hard. Sometimes I think he loves the dog more than me. I'm not taking his dog. The dog didn't do anything. My wife said I am prioritizing the dog over her pregnancy. The dog isn't a threat to her pregnancy. If this were any other unreasonable request, I would just do it because she is pregnant. I just can't break my son's heart over a fear she has that makes no sense. Am I being an a-hole? So then OP goes on to give some extra information about the dog. So so he says, we trained the dog when he was a puppy, before I ever even met my wife. I never had an issue. Then someone asked about, has wife expressed wanting to get rid of the dog in the past? And OP says, never had an issue. My son does such a good job walking and playing with the dog that when the dog is in the house, he is usually eating, napping, or giving everyone pet me eyes while he lays on the floor. They've never had a bad interaction. She would pet him if he was right next to her or let him lick her fingers if she had been cooking and was about to wash her hands. She'd throw something for him if he brought it to her. She definitely doesn't hate the dog. It's my son's dog, so obviously the dog always goes to my son first. But the dog and my wife were definitely amicable roommates up until her pregnancy. Someone asked if the wife is worried about anything else or 
It's changing things, OP said. She changed her diet and some other small things, but most of them seemed reasonable to me, or at least very harmless. Someone suggests to OP that you maybe could restrict which room the dog goes into. OP says he's never been allowed on the master bedroom or guest bedroom, soon to be nursery, so that's not going to change. Logistically, I don't think we can close off any of the other rooms. He sleeps in my son's room, his food and water in the kitchen, which doesn't have a wall separating it from the living room. And then, in response to someone questioning why he didn't say more about his son and wife's relationship, OP says it's kind of hard to describe something as complex as a relationship between two people without generalizing or writing pages and pages. First of all, my son has never seen her as a mother. I met when he was 11 and I introduced her as my girlfriend and he was friendly with her from the beginning but never affectionate and that dynamic has more or less been consistent since, even as my relationship with my wife deepened and we eventually got married. My wife and son, overall, have consistently productive and good interactions. Have they ever fought? Yes. I challenge you to find two people that live together and have never fought. However, those are the minority of their interactions. Is she maternal towards him? No. But he doesn't want her to be, so this is in keeping with his preference. My wife is one of the important women in my son's life, but she will never be as important to him as his mum. I think it's wrong to expect that from him. He'll still take her advice on talking to girls though, whatever that is worth. My advice is garbage, apparently, despite him being living proof of my game. And I guess Opie received some negative comments, so someone was saying, you know, ignore those if you can, and Opie replied saying, yeah, don't worry, I know how the internet is. I try not to feed the trolls, so I've done my best to just ignore bad faith comments. The person who commented that my wife should get an abortion severely tested my impulse control, but I managed to refrain from responding. My wife's next object appointment isn't for a bit, but in the meantime, I've looked into the baby training dogs things several people mentioned. I even convinced someone to loan me their baby tonight. Free babysitting is persuasive, so my wife and I will get to see for ourselves how the dog reacts to babies. Yes, the parent is aware of my motivation. And no, I'm not going to do anything crazy like leave the baby alone with a dog or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that and hope it is a positive experience for my wife. And OP continues to say how the babysitting is going. and says the baby is very cute. Dog is fascinated by the baby. However, I've lost my position as the dog gets baby trainer. My son reminded me that he is the official, no paperwork to back this up by the way, dog trainer for our household and has taken over the entire operation. He did graciously allow me to change the baby's diaper. So generous. No clue what my old co-worker, person who loaned me a baby, feeds this kid. But I must never feed it to mine. My wife is watching the training while pretending to watch TV. She looks nervous but not upset. I think this was a good idea. I think a few months of this will be really good for everyone. And we got a lot of info from OP there, but we'll get a little taster of where the comments were going before we move on to the update. So... Send me Doge says, not the a-hole. Has she stopped driving? Has she started using a wheelchair so she won't fall? Is she refusing to use stairs? She needs some counseling, genuinely, not being rude, to figure out why she's only fixated on the dog and reacting to sounds similar to PTSD symptoms. Did you train the dog not to jump because he pushed her over at some point? Was she pushed by a dog as a child or something? Something got in her head. Or she has always hated the dog and is manipulating you now as she sees her chance to get rid of it. Papa Pocket says, I would microchip the dog if you haven't already. 
make sure it is up to date and see if she will seek counseling slash compromise. Your kid needs his dog, not the a-hole. Mistress says, not the a-hole. Animals are lifetime responsibilities. Pawning them off because she got pregnant would be a crappy thing to do. And one more comment from Due Course who says, not the a-hole. Don't you dare give away your son's dog. He didn't ask for you to remarry and have a new child. Your son will never forgive you or your new wife. If you allow her to continue to push this topic, she needs to actively work on coping with her anxiety. May I suggest therapy? So then OP does update the post, which says, my son has had a dog, half Great Dane, half unknown canine Casanova for six years. My wife recently developed a fear for the dog after confirming her pregnancy. She wanted to rehome the dog, either by giving him back to my buddy we originally got him from, as his dog that gave birth to mine has since died or by finding some other nice family to take him. Obviously, that didn't make any sense for a number of reasons, but her anxiety was overwhelming her. We read some stuff about pregnant women developing sudden fear and hatred towards pets and how common this phenomena is. Several people shared their personal stories on my original post, but I couldn't show her those because I didn't tell her about the original post. There were too many people saying mean things on it, but I found similar stories elsewhere online and she found them reassuring. We've been training the dog on how to be around babies. Well, my son is training him. So far, a former co-worker of mine and neighbor have let me borrow their babies for an evening and both times went really well. So we continue to enforce appropriate baby behavior with the dog. My wife visited her Objin to discuss her fear and anxiety. And she was again reassured that many women face similar experiences when pregnant. She's going to start seeing someone to discuss her changing emotional state. She also decided she wants to spend as little time as possible with the dog for now. So we've all been accommodating that and the dog is now spending the majority of his indoor time in my son's room instead when my wife is home. So far the dog doesn't mind as he sleeps in there anyway and that's where his best friend lives. Our home continues to be harmonious. I appreciate all the people who provided productive information and outlooks on the last post. And there was one question and I gotta I got admit it was... It was in my head as well. It is about the couples just letting you borrow the baby. And OP said they were really excited about the free babysitting, a level of excitement that, to be honest, made me nervous. And then someone said, so what does that entail? And OP said, we don't just put the baby in front of the dog and peace out. My son holds the baby and puts treats in their hands to give the dog while giving the dog commands. After the dog follows the commands, the baby, actually my son, gives the dog a treat. So the dog learns that babies are humans, authority figures, and need to be treated respectfully and not puppies or some strange interloper animal that can be played roughly with. The dog also gets used to the sounds babies make, so he won't find them upsetting or stressful later on. And at the end of this one, I feel like I have to mention, there was a few comments, you know, talking about the training methods in this particular post and, you know, that it was a pretty dangerous way to do it. I don't know, I'm not a dog trainer, but always seek a professional when you're doing this kind of stuff. But now I'm going to turn it to you guys. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next story comes from AdSuch5527, who says, Am I the a-hole for not asking my kids to come to my wedding after they RSVP'd no? My kids were young when I left their mother. She decided that she preferred the company of another man to mine. I was heartbroken and humiliated, but I dealt fairly in the divorce. My alimony and child support were set, and I never missed one payment or a chance to spend time with my kids. Beyond our scheduled time together, I did all the dad stuff. I came to see them perform in school plays and play sports. If they wanted to talk, I made myself available. I never spoke about their mother other than to say she was a good mom, and they were lucky to have her. When she remarried, my alimony ended, but obviously not the child support. She had another kid with her husband. When my kids were 18 and 17, their mum was diagnosed with cancer and it was very aggressive. She ended up needing a lot of expensive treatment and it ended her marriage. He left because of the debts and he could not care for her. I don't really know more than that. She didn't make it five years. I felt bad at the time, but it had nothing to do with me anymore. I had just become engaged to my fiancé. I sent my kids invitations to my wedding. It was just small in my backyard. They both said they would not be attending and that I was heartless for getting married just two months after their mum died. I said that I understood their grief and that I hoped they changed their minds. And then I dropped it. I got married on Saturday and my kids found out. They called me and said I was a dick for not postponing my wedding or at least calling to ask them to come. I just said they knew the time and place and I would have made room for them and had food if they had shown up. They are both peed at me, but I don't think I'm wrong for not changing my plans over a death of a woman I divorced over a decade ago. Edit, sorry I forgot and it's important. Invitations were sent before she died. Second edit, my kids are in university. I do not live in the same city as them. From the moment their mum went into the hospice care, I checked in on them every day. Sometimes a call, but usually a text. We didn't always connect, but we did connect. Invitations went out four months before the wedding. We planned the wedding to happen over the winter break so my kids and my new wife's children could attend. We saw the kids at Thanksgiving and we had a long cry together over their mother. They sent their RSVP just a few days after their mum passed away. I think that answers most questions. Now, to me, you're definitely not the a-hole in this situation. I don't think you can be. You're not doing this to hurt your kids. You're not doing this to hurt your ex-wife. You're just living your life and, you know, it's been a decade And I don't think you can just put your life on hold because of what your ex-wife was going through. I don't think that'd be fair to you. But this does feel a lot like grief to me and what they've gone through. Don't get me wrong. Grief is no excuse. Mental health issues are never an excuse. I get that. But these are his children. 22, 23, yes. But they're still very, very young. And going through what they've been through, what they've faced, watching their mother battle an aggressive form of cancer and deteriorate is just fucking awful and again i'm not trying to make excuses for any of it but i can only try and relate to what i watched my my dad go through in his last year with his aggressive mesothelioma 
and my mental state and my brother's mental state and the rest of my family and and what they went through and emotions are absolutely all over the place and i'm not saying this is the case for op's children but you're running from place to place trying to get the best care for like for my dad in this particular situation trying to get the medication he needs trying to deal with his needs as well thinking about his mental health and what he's going through as his level of care increases as he's as he's less able to look after himself and getting the equipment he may need for the future thinking about what's coming in the future or how long is left i could barely think about what was going on in my own life my job and my other responsibilities that i had and i was already grieving before he passed away things felt very very numb so i think i can understand where they may have been coming from when they initially declined that invitation and possibly being upset afterwards again I'm not saying that's right. I'm just trying to link it with what I went through and the possible thoughts and feelings. They're just all over the place. So whilst you're definitely not the a-hole to me, you've done everything you can. You tried to be there for all your children whilst they were going through what they went through. You sent the invites and they were declined and you have to move on with your own life at the same time. And I think all you can do is support your children because I think they're going to need it. Adults or not grief can knock people fucking sideways so if it was my kids i'd I'd definitely be reaching out and seeing what i could do for them and just just trying to talk that's all you can do but again i don't think you're the a-hole in the situation usually right says one the weddings was planned and invite sent before she died two you'd been divorced for more than a decade three you invited them formally they declined i get that they're kids and they just lost their mother which is a horrible loss but you've done nothing wrong here not the a-hole C. Johnson replies that says, and quotes, I get their kids, and then says, except they aren't kids, they're 22, 23 at least. Usually Wright replies that and says, but they are still kids whose mum just died. They're young people who lack maturity and emotional skill set to navigate all this elegantly. Most young people don't have to deal with illness and death like this and lack the tools to do so. Andrew replies that and says, 23 is not a kid. Yes, their mum died, which is very sad, but you can't expect everyone who crossed their mother's orbit to put their lives on hold indefinitely because of that. Especially when she's the one who left their marriage more than a decade ago. She's battled the cancer for five years. Most weddings book the venue almost a year in advance. It's not like the wedding was two weeks after his ex-wife's death. It was months, and there's no refunds for cancelling a wedding so close to the date. New Beginning Shay says, not the a-hole. You invited them, they declined. I don't understand why they expected you to interpret their RSVP of no as a please come beggars to come anyway. You're not psychic. I also don't understand why they found out you got married on the date listed on the invitation that they clearly read and responded to. They already knew because you told them. Gullible nerd says not the a-hole. They regret missing your wedding and are still raw from their mother's death so blaming you is the only logical thing they can think of. Hey Troy Boy says, from what I've been reading above, I'm going to say not the a-hole. It's been over a decade since you've divorced and it would appear that you've done your due diligence inviting them to your wedding. You invited them before she passed away and they said no. Then they came back and asked you to change the date. Personal opinion, as I've lost a parent recently. There is no specific time frame for grievance, but I think two months is not an inconsiderate time frame. It's been over a decade since your marriage ended and she has obviously moved on. I think you are in the right of moving on as well. From what you say above, you did all the things you were expected to do in terms of dad stuff. CJ's mum says, well, I'm going to say no one's an a-hole here. You're not the a-hole, as from what I'm seeing, the date was set and invitations were sent before she died. 
didn't purposely get married two months after their mother died to hurt anyone. I don't think they are a-holes for being hurt and grieving. I just think they are taking their pain out on you, which isn't fair, but I don't think it makes them the a-holes. You clearly didn't set out to hurt them. This whole situation just hurts. They need to find a way to work through the pain. Congrats on the wedding slash marriage. Everyone deserves happiness. Jamie says not the a-hole. I'm really not sure why your kids are conflating your marriage to their mum's death when you weren't married for many years. The only thing I can come up with is that they're being irrational in grief. There was no reason to invite them more than once. I think this was a catch-22 situation. No matter what you did, it would be wrong. Even if you postponed the wedding, you'd have been wrong for even thinking about getting married so closely after their mum's death. Perhaps because you are both their parents. They're connecting the two, but it seriously doesn't make any sense to me. If they bring it up again, remind them that she had remarried years ago and even divorced before you got engaged. That her death really played no role in your life as your ex-wife that you were sorry for their loss, but it didn't have any direct effect on your own life. They need to understand that your life decision stopped having anything to do with what was going on in their mother's life years ago. Sweet Crew says not the a-hole. This feels like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Had you followed up with them and asked repeatedly if they could come, they could have gotten mad at you for being insensitive and forced them to get over their grief. This is just speculation based on their reactions. I think you did the right thing by respecting their decision and grieving process. Congrats on your wedding. And let's have one more comment from Colorado Grown who says, OP, there is no way that you would know the date of her death. You're correct that you and your wife were not in any way required to postpone the date of your wedding for some unknown death date for a woman you divorced a decade prior. The fact that the wedding was two months after her death makes the fact that they are blaming you for RSVPing now, but now upset that they weren't there is terrible. You are not the a-hole. Anyway, now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart, as always, for being involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, and your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. A, B, C. One, two, three. Drink some. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 